So continuing this issue of uh, dark, uh, dark issues, rather, um, what if the dark issues are controlling you? Uh, maybe addictions or obsessive compulsive thoughts or quirky behaviors that you would like to get free from, at least like to be in control of. Um, as Christians, uh, we condemn ourselves so readily because condemnation is just a natural part of our uh, of our being of our being as a fallen human being uh, we uh, have guilt we have shame we have fear and uh, those uh, powers are enormously influential in perpetrating uh, and continuing the uh, Addictions or the uh, compulsive, obsessive compulsive disorders or obsessive thoughts. I think the first thing to become aware of is this that no addiction exists in a mind that is open to. Let, let me restate that. It, addiction does not control at that point where the mind is open towards God in a loving, warm, fellowship and affection. I don't mean open towards God in regard to guilt and shame and fear where people think uh, obsessively of God as if he were an, a green ogre pointing your fing his finger at you and uh, forever condemning you for everything that goes on. That kind of God is not the God of Scripture. That kind of God is not the God of the gospel. The God of the gospel brings grace and peace. So when the let, let's go back uh, to the creation of the world and think of mankind human beings as made in the image of God what does that involve well it involves many things many of which i have no clue about and i'm sure you don't either but um certainly to be made in the image of God in those days before the fall would have been a delightful pleasure in the sense of God's presence, the warmth and joy of his comfort, the assurance of his protection. There would be a wonderful sense of uh, being open towards God. But when the fall came and when Adam and Eve sinned and uh, uh, they turned away from God and hid from him and were, f uh, were aware of their nakedness in a sense of shame. They covered themselves and they made pretense. They hid from God. Now that is what guilt and shame and fear are all about. The shame came in covering themselves. The fear came in hiding from God. The guilt came from the moment they disobeyed him. And that guilt and shame and fear has infiltrated the human race from that day to this. The fallen human nature is broken and full of guilt and shame and fear. Now, what do you think happens to the mind when the mind experiences guilt, shame and fear? Well, it closes off from God. It shuts God out. Now, what do you think happens to the mind when we shut God out? Well, I want to pose to you this thought, that you shut yourself out also when you shut God out. For you were made in God's image, and you're only present with yourself when you're present with God. When you are having fellowship with him and joyfully praising him and being peaceful in his presence and assured of his protection and care and love, you are aware of yourself. 
you are present with yourself. When man was made in God's image, he was made to be present with himself because he was present with God. Now, when we are fallen, broken human beings without the gospel, then that guilt and shame and fear causes us to shut God out, which is to shut ourselves down. I want you to think of the times when you were completely taken up in your addiction or your compulsive, obsessive thoughts. What were you thinking of, really? What were you thinking about? I've asked that question to quite a few people over the years as they've uh, come to counseling and uh, struggled with it while struggling with addictions or uh, compulsive obsessive thoughts. And they often say, well, I wasn't thinking about anything. And that is the very point. The point is that when we shut God out, we shut ourselves out and we come, we become sort of zombie-like. We're just in a popularized phraseology, zombie-like and catatonic. We're just blobs being imprinted on. Now, I want to pose to you that that state of mind is where addiction and obsessive-compulsive thoughts thrive. Addiction is not so much about a drug of choice, like alcohol or food addiction or sexual pornography or um, um, uh, alcoholism. It's not the drug of choice that is the real addiction, nor is it the obsessive-compulsive thought that is the obsessive-compulsive thought. What is the core of addiction is the absent mind. And that absent mind, which is closed down to God and also closed down to itself, does so out of fear. Fear that life will control us. Fear that our thoughts or our obsessions will control us. Fear that God will judge us. Fear that our addictions will control us. So, the goal of a growing freedom, and I say a growing, gradual freedom, because it doesn't happen all at once, the goal of a gra gradual freedom is to be open to the Lord, which in a way that means open to his love and his care and his protection, his affection for you, how God in Jesus our Savior has brought himself so close to us that we have a lover and a comforter that is with us at all times through his Holy Spirit. That condition of being open to God makes you open to yourself. You can say to God, Father, I thank you that this obsessive thought that wants me to um, fulfill um, what it obsesses about when I don't need to fulfill what it obsesses about at all, I thank you that it has no power over me to separate me from you. I praise you, dear God, that you are present with me. I thank you, Father, that I need not be afraid of this thing. 
Or let's suppose you are um, uh, at a certain point in your day where you're just relaxing or you are uh, stressed and you want to drink and you know that as an alcoholic, uh, this will take you under the table. It will just uh, control you. And you lift up your heart to God and you say, Father, even though I'm afraid of the desire for alcohol right now, I praise you that it has no power over me. I praise you that I'm not condemned for this desire because my human nature was executed in Christ's death. It, Jesus took the punishment for it. And I praise you that there's no punishment for me. Now, you see, what's going on there is that this conversation makes you alive not only to God, but to yourself. You bring your center, your this, your self-center back into its right place. This is what you need to train yourself to do every day, even if you fail a thousand times and forget a thousand times, you train yourself to be present with God. And this is the Holy Spirit working in you. Now, when I talk about obsessive-compulsive thoughts, I often like to give an illustration of uh, what a woman told me years and years ago, decades ago. She and her husband were standing by the door as we, as I was about to leave, and she got off on telling me this thing. And uh, her husband was so surprised because he had not heard her ever say anything about this. She said, I know what obsessive thoughts are. And she referred to the time... Uh, or times when she does the wash and uh, does the ironing and makes her tablecloth really nice looking and lays it out, this beautiful white tablecloth on the table. And on several occasions, she has seen a black spot, just a little teeny-weeny thing, maybe a sixteenth of an inch. Um, and she became obsessed that she, that she should get rid of that black spot. But then her mind started obsessing about it by arguing about it. No, I don't have to get rid of that spot. It's not harmful. Nobody's going to notice. It doesn't matter. But the more she said those things, the more she believed that they did matter and that she should get rid of it. And she couldn't get that obsessive-compulsive thing, or rather the obsessive thought, out of her mind. Well, I can't remember how many hours she went on like this, but finally she did something utterly irrational. She took her cigarette, she was a smoker at the time, and she stubbed that into the tablecloth right where that black spot was. was. Well, of course, she removed the black spot, <laughs> but of course she made an even worse uh, mess by the, uh, the cigarette burn. And uh, she illustrated that to me, or told me that, to illustrate how irrational obsessive and compulsive thoughts are. You know there are people, and, and her husband, as I say, looked utterly askance at her. He said, I've never heard you tell me that before. But you see, what would have been good if she had known at the time the gospel or how to respond through the good news of Jesus Christ would have been to start up a conversation with God. Father, that white, that black spot is obsessing me. It's, I can't get it out of my mind. And the more I try to get it out of the mind, the more it stays there, dear God. 
And now, Father, I want to say to you, I don't have to get it out of my mind. I want to thank you that it's there, because this is an opportunity to praise you and thank you that I feel no judgment from you, that I have no need to be afraid, because it is no, it has no power over me as I pray to you and believe in the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, she may have to go back to that prayer uh, on a number of occasions or regularly throughout the day. But what she will find over a period of time, and this is where we become impatient because we can't abide the idea of a period of time when it comes to obsessive thoughts. But over a period of time, her reaction to that little black spot, that obsessive thought, will gradually calm down. Why will it calm down? Because instead of there simply being a blank, empty mind that is obsessed with the black spot, there will be a conversation going on with God. And that is not dark and obsessive, but light and pleasant. So what I'm bringing you to is that addiction begins in the silent mind. And where the conversation goes on with God, even if you fall and fail and you keep coming back to God without condemnation, but thanking him that Christ is your judgment and righteousness and all judgment has been taken away from you, that obsession or addiction will gradually diminish by faith in the gospel that allows a conversation with God. Well, thank you for joining me today. This is Colin Cook, and you've been here listening to my program, How It Happens. You can hear the program on your smartphone any time of the day or night. Simply download a free app, soundcloud.com or podbean.com, and key in How It Happens with Colin Cook when you get there. I wonder if you would consider donating to this 26-year-old radio program. Simply uh, go online to faithquestradio.com, press the donations button there, and you can make your donation online by PayPal or by your card. Thank you so much. See you next time. Cheerio and God bless. <music> 